This is Around the Rim with LaChina Robinson. Well, hello, basketball fans. I know I told you that Around the Rim was going on a break, but when you have the guest in-house that we have for you on today's show, you have to make a comeback. So Tarika and I are back in the studio, and we are excited to be joined by Hall of Famer, four-time Olympic gold medalist, three-time WNBA MVP, two-time WNBA champion. That's right. Put your hands together for Lisa Leslie. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Oh, we got hands clapping and everything. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are excited to have you on the show. You have been, I mean, everywhere. I have to kudos to you first and foremost because... I mean, you you juggle so many things. Like, you're a celebrity, yes. You know, you're a former <laughs> athlete, yes. You're also a mom. And now you are an author, and that's what we want to jump into. Um, big news, you are the co-author of a new book, along with Bridget Chambers, called From the Court to the Boardroom, The Path to Empowerment. Lisa, tell us all about your new book. Yes, China. this is um, a book that I, I really love because I, I find that when I do a lot of public speaking around the country, People are always inquiring that, you know, maybe they played sports or athletes that are ex-athletes who are trying to transition. Or you just have simply statistically 83 to 85% of the people that are doing jobs in our country that they don't love. And so what I found is, is that sometimes, you know, people just need a little bit of inspiration when it comes to reaching their goals. And so to kind of give you just a, a short synopsis of the book, it's really about the three R's, and that's reigniting sort of that passion that you have inside of you. If you've ever been competitive, and it doesn't have to necessarily be on the level that I played, of course, but just high school, you know, elementary school, you play kickball, if you play backgammon, like if you wanted to win, you have a competitive <laughs> nature with inside of you. But parts of our country, sometimes we say, you know, competition, we see it as a negative as opposed to it being positive, like you should use that to fuel you. And so I obviously being a competitive person and Bridget Chambers, who also uh, played sports as a young girl growing up, we found that every time we would do public speaking and people would talk about our chemistry, the things that we would fall back to would be the basis that, you know what, we're competitive. We want to succeed. We want to be successful. And there are certain, certain fibers that I think successful people have in common. And that is that we won't be denied. You put 110% in and you work hard. But so once you get that sort of that first R of reigniting what's inside of you about, you know, being competitive, the second thing is really to rise, like rise up by figuring out what are your goals? What would you do for free? Like what job would you do? And then if you can say, don't think about it based on the money, don't think about it based on location, just really what is your ultimate job and goal? And then figure out how to work backwards, how to really be more competent in that field, whether it means going back to school and educating yourself. As you know, I went back to get my master's in business. Um, I've been in business for quite some time, whether it's been my own business or working with nonprofits and also being, you know, marketing. There's so many different aspects to it. But I'm doing what I love and also balancing it with family. And so the third part of the book is really about reach. And reach goes to reaching to be a mentor, whether you're being a mentor or a mentee. It's really important. So if you're doing the job that you love, LaChina, like, I mean, you're amazing. And I get a chance to watch you, you know, on television, doing sideline, you're doing commentating. You have this this show here. So you're using your platforms and you figured out how to network, but you also think there's some other young girls that are looking up to you that you could be a mentor to. 
And there's people like, you know, myself or other people that you may say, hey, I want to reach out. And obviously you and I have a relationship, but you reach out to people and say, you know, hey, I I really want to do and be where you are. Can you give me some advice? So I really encourage people and hopefully this book will be inspiring. And those are just a little bit of snippets that I can give you that help people to be inspired to figure out where they want to be and not be afraid. And if you have zero job experience, guess what? You really have a lot of experience if you played any sports. Because when you play sports, you're working with teams. You're learning to get along with people. You have to learn to motivate and inspire people. You have problems. You know, you got to work through it. There's drama. You got to work through it. It's like real life. But it's really the same things that people are dealing with every day on the job. I love that. Reignite, rise, and reach. And Lisa, you have arguably the most successful brand in women's basketball history. I mean, and, and, and one of the best brands in women's sports history, just women in general. What would you say has allowed you to translate so well into so many different arenas and relate to so many different types of people? You know, I would say my, my honest answer that comes to my head is just being my authentic self. I really feel like I don't send a representative in any field of things that I do. You know, in basketball, um, I, I was a very competitive, fierce <laughs> person, <laughs> yes. you know, intense. And, you know, it's like you go for the juggler, you go after it, you have to give it your all and, and you're never guaranteed to be able to play another game. You could get injured. So parts of it is that fear of like, you know, if this is my last game, I'm going to lay it all out on the line and I'm going to give you everything you came for when you come against me. <laughs> but off the court, you know, I've always been just a really you know, a, a very spiritual person. I'm a very loving person. And I feel like I'm a very nurturing person. And I feel like my spiritual gift is my ability to speak and reach people. And so I've, I've accepted that gift that God has given me as well. And so I try to use that, as, you know, as part of my platform. And so I feel like for my brand, my brand is, um, it, it's a natural brand because it's an honest brand. You know, it's a loving brand. It's a fierce brand. You know, uh, I don't try to come at you like, you know, oh, I'm a boss and all, you know, I don't use those type of words, but I think that people can see for themselves, you know, I, I'm just really authentic and I don't conform depending on the, the, where I am. And, and so that sometimes can get me in trouble because I'm not a person who just follows the group just because this is what the group is doing. Uh, you know, I have a certain set of values and, and beliefs that, that I abide by, and I'm going to hold on to those if I'm in a, an arena and in a realm of, of places that go against, you know, what my beliefs are. I, I'm not going to stand in and stand for it. And that, you know, <laughs> that is, you know, it, it's it's held its own in most cases. But, you know, and some people leave like, oh, I'm not really feeling her. And, and that's okay, too, because I can't be everything to everybody. I can only be true to myself and I can only be true to, you know, what my beliefs are. And, and for that, I think that a lot of women and people identify with that. I think that people are just like, I'm feeling her, you know, you know, yes. I, I, and I feel like, you know, it's keeping it real. But it's also keeping it professional. I think, you know, as women, we have to have camaraderie. Um, You know, I like to uplift other women. I'm not a hater. That's just part of me naturally. I feel like the beautiful part about, and I just speak a little bit more to women in this particular time, but I think the beautiful part about other women is that we're different, you know? Yeah. Like, I embrace that. Like, some people do too much, but if that's, I got a girlfriend that just do too much. Like, she is so high maintenance, <laughs> but I love her because that's, she show up high maintenance every day. And right. I can, I can respect her in the fact that that's who she is, you know? And then I have some friends that are, are, are low key or cool or some that are eclectic or some that dress like, girl, what does she have on? Like, why do you have that on? But it's okay because if you ask me, I'm going to be like, now I wouldn't wear it. I think you should put your boobs up, but. 
Right. You know, if you you happy with you, do you. And so yeah. I, I just a really a bit, have always been a person that I respect everybody's differences, whereas I've been in situations where everybody doesn't ex- respect necessarily my difference. And so yeah. that's OK, too, because. Yeah. I'm not necessarily looking for validation either, you know? <laughs> well, and I love that about you, Lisa. You are a boss, certified, you know, and you're always someone I looked up to because you were just who you were. Like you said, authentic, true, and real. And in the basketball realm, you had that toughness on the court, but you also could go dress up and look like you could be on the cover of Vanity Fair magazine, you know, like oh, you had you. all sides to you and you were extremely intelligent, charismatic. And as a young woman, you know, I was six, four and awkward and weird and all everything you could be. <laughs> You're so funny. That's you know, just how you up. describe yourself. But <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's... not what you were. <laughs> but watching you gave me something to aspire to. And I'm just curious, you know, when you look at, at women athletes who look to take what they've learned on the court and they want to get into the business world and be an entrepreneur and be all the things that Lisa Leslie uh, is, what would you say is missing? Like, what is the one thing you would say if you were giving advice to a young woman who who is going from participating in sport into the business world? What is the one thing she has to take with her? Well, I think there is a a certain element that, that all women have to be, and that is you need to be competent and I, this is not just women, but since you asked me about women, I mean, everybody needs mm-hmm. to be competent. You you have to know your stuff. Whatever yeah. field you're in, you need to be educated. And I feel like sometimes uh, for, for women athletes, if I'm speaking specifically to them, I say, you know, it already is sort of set that we should go to college and we usually graduate from college. So 98% of the women who are in professional sports are already going to have at least one degree. And I think Mm -hmm. that's great. But continue to educate yourself. You know, I got my master's while playing in the WNBA. I mean, you have the off season. I I didn't go overseas some of those years. And I took the time to go back to school to educate myself. I think even now I come up in May, I'm getting ready to go back to school again because I want to get my real estate license. So I feel like you should always hone your skills and constantly making sure that you're a very competent person in the room. I think the other thing is, you know, it does come down to image. People can say, you know, looks don't matter and, and, you know, what you wear don't matter. Hello. Wake up. It call. does. It does. We're, <laughs> you're, you're always being judged. You walk in a room. Come on. Nobody's sliding in and flip flops and a scarf on talking about, you know, I'm looking for a job. Like, no, you are not <laughs> looking for a job here. So image is everything. And I feel like we, we, we don't value that enough. And I'm not saying everybody has to be fly. Everybody doesn't have to have on name brand stuff. I'm not even really a name brand chick like that. I just feel like you need to represent yourself in a way that, you know, this is what my mom passed on to me. I'm born, I'm, I was born a girl, right? I am a woman. But a lady is a choice. And you got to always remember that. It's a choice to be a lady. And so everybody didn't want to necessarily be a lady. But to me, I just feel like the lady is like the honey. You know, <laughs> you just <laughs> it's just a little bit sweeter. And, and I think we get so much ap- accomplished by being competent in the room, understanding what it is, having that education, being positive, being confident, but choosing to be a lady. It just It just works. And, and for me... That's what comes natural to me. I never try to push that off on anyone else. But in my advice of trying to to, to accomplish all the things that I have done, you know, off the court in terms of business, I think most of it has worked because I was competent and, and I'm a lady. 
fans, if you're just tuning in, Lisa Leslie's on the show. Of course, me, your host, LaChina Robinson. You're listening to Around the Rim. Lisa, going um, just off topic a little bit, but still on women's basketball, um, your very good friend um, and former Olympic teammate, Don Staley, has won the national championship at Yay. South Carolina of all places. <laughs> we need the applause well, right there on that one. Can you come know, yeah. Can we can Got we you off guard. <laughs> there we go. Um, what was that like for you to watch um, Don finally get there? And, and of course, you've been a big part of her journey. So what was that like for you watching that moment? Really, it was emotional for me because, you know, I have met Dawn when I was 16 years old. I was in the 11th grade. I made my first USA team. She's been my first and only teammate, uh, roommate, I should say, roommate. And so I've been Dawn's roommate for over 15 years, or a little picky self, so I call it a little bit. But she's just an amazing person. She's always been a great person from day one. You know, we ride hard with each other. You know, if Dawn and I are on the court, we, we're trying to win. She wills other people to win. She's such a great leader, and she always has been. That when she, once she transitioned into coaching, I'm like, it was a no-brainer because Dawn's always been our floor coach. Anything she told me to do, big girl, get on the block, I'm on the block. Big girl, get in the middle, I'm in the middle. Big girl, take care of her, I'm knocking her out, you know? <laughs> so, you know, I, I've always been, you know, riding for her because I think she's she leads in a great direction. She's passionate. I mean, she's five six, but she acts six five, right? And, and right. I'm six five, and sometimes my personality gets really small, and I'm like five six. So we were always like that, you know, two people that were the opposites attract, if you will. Her from the East Coast, you know, she's hardcore. I'm West Coast. I'm laid back. You know, they called me Hollywood. We called her a little bit. So it was just amazing that we were everything opposite, but that one thing that we had in common was the that that passion and that fight that will to win and we, we were not backing down. And so it just worked. And so I know that that's what she also, you know, has willed her team to, to take on that character, if you will. And so I was actually in the arena when Dawn lost in the final four as a player, when she ran up the, the official, you know, all of that. So it was heartbreaking. Then I was obviously in the arena when we won our first WNBA championship, it was against Dawn's team in Charlotte and she cried and I cried and, you know, only one of us could win. And then to watch her, you know, obviously we've won three gold medals together. If my number serves me correctly, maybe two, three, I don't know. I forget, but <laughs> I do know that watching her win was amazing. And I'm so excited that she's now been announced as the team USA's head coach as well. Yes. I was going to say that's a really big deal. And, and what is, what does that mean, Lisa, you know, to have, a former player, not only now lead the USA team, but a former player win a national championship as a coach. What does that mean um, to women's basketball to have that happen? Well, it, it means a lot. I think that, you know, USA basketball is, is, is such a system that it's a well-oiled machine. And, and we as players, you know, we, we know when we're in the system, we, we know exactly what it takes to win. And she's been a part of that from, like I said, from I think that would be 1989, maybe. <laughs> that was my first wow. team somewhere around those years. Don't keep count. So uh, <laughs> from then till, till now, we know what it takes. We've been sort of woven in the blood, the blood of the red, white, and blue and the hard work and the dedication and, and the pride. I mean, it really is sheer pride that, you know, if you don't win gold, it's just a disappointment. And, and that's it. And I know that she knows that, but... It, but also in that 
that determination, that fight, the will. We've been in games where we're like down by one. We got to win it. And Dawn is like, this is what we're going to do. Big girl, get on the block. If they double team me, throw it to me. You know, she started licking her lips and I'm like, okay. But she's hit game winning shots, you know, from those types of situations. And so I just feel like if you're talking about a person who understands what it means to put on Team USA jersey, she she knows that she's she's lived that she's bled that she's cried that and I just feel like what better person could have that opportunity now to lead our country and hopefully win its seventh consecutive I believe it would be seventh yep, consecutive I think you're gold right. yep. medal yep. yeah yep. So. amazing so I already gave her a call Dawn. with China yeah I'm happy girl. I was like if you need me to come work on anybody's post game. I'm I know there. that's right. Hey, yeah. I keep saying we need a, a big girl <laughs> camp. You know, we've got yeah. this point guard camp in the summer for, you know, point guards. I'm like, we need, I know there used to be a Pete Newell camp. Yes, and women I did all of those. That. Yes. But we need a, we need a Lisa Leslie big girl camp in the summer. So I'm, I'm putting it out there. We got to Go figure ahead, out how China. to make Just work out the contract, boo. I don't work free no <laughs> <And> more. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. Fans, stay right where you are. After the break, Lisa Leslie is going to talk to us about what she experienced expects to see in this upcoming WNBA season and also what is next for Lisa Leslie stay tuned WNBA season is obviously around the corner last year your LA Sparks uh, took home the championship we need, we need what do you... again my girl I know Teresa, and I just and I just want to say <laughs> that when all else failed I definitely called the Sparks winning yes. the championship she early did. Did. everyone she looked at it. me like I was yeah. crazy <laughs> She called it. Look, we need to put Lisa in charge of the clap button. But what are you looking forward to most um, with the upcoming WNBA season? Well, you know, one of the things I thought about is winning a championship is the hardest thing you will do over a season because there's so many ups and downs and just everything has to align right. I felt like my first championship was the hardest to win, but the second back-to-back was a little bit easier because you understood what to do. So I feel like the Sparks will be right there back at the top, hungry and really wanting to repeat. But then the problem is, is when you lose a championship game, you're even more hungry. So you got to watch out for those Minnesota Lynx. They're going to be, uh, you know, chomping at the bit. I'm sure Maya Moore is not happy. And it doesn't matter how many championships you win, you always remember the ones that you lose. And to lose in a championship game, which I have done, unfortunately, uh, it, it, it's just, gosh, it's awful. So uh, I, I look for the Sparks in Minnesota to be right there back at the top. I did see that Diana Tarazi got hurt overseas. I'm not sure how she's feeling, but if she's back on the court, you always know Phoenix is always in the mix just because I she's know. such a phenomenal uh, player. And, and she'll obviously, uh, I think, break the scoring record um, uh, this year as well. So that'll be uh, great to see if she's back out on the court. And then, well, you know, in the East, you always have um, – so many good teams with Washington. I think Washington having Deladon um, is really going to be a team to look for. Tebow and Coach Stanley, uh, wow, what a a great coaching combination. So I just feel like uh, you you got to watch out for Elena. She's just an amazing scorer as well. You know, she's, whew, I mean, her ability to block shots, she just really can take over the game and she scores in bunches. So I think, you know, I think Washington will really make a lot of noise. And then you can't ever keep take your eye off of New York. You know, Atlanta. Now, I really like yeah. Sykes. I think, you know, one of the most athletic players, she can come in and, and really be a help early. I think, you know, uh, I'm not sure if Angel McCautry, who uh, was overseas, I know she was winning another championship, I believe, on the same team with Neko Gumake. So, you know, so many yeah. strong players coming back. And then 
you know, it's going to be interesting to see what the rookie will do. The number one pick with Plum going to San Antonio. And I think the difficult part for her was just that she's going to a team that doesn't have a lot of, um, what's the right word, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of veteranship experience or, or like maybe those two players where you say, oh, they only needed one more piece. You yes. know, it's kind of tough because they're in that rebuilding stages. But being young, hey, that's always an asset. <laughs> and her ability to score the ball is great. But she's going to face some of the toughest defenders in the world. And you know how it is. Those Ooh. defenders, you know, you get a Maya Mori on you. Everybody's trying to prove a point. So she may have a rough year, and she may not. She may be just that type of baller. But I was, you know, saying to me, this year will really come down for the mental toughness for her, not necessarily the physical. She can put the ball in the basket, but is she going to be mentally strong enough to deal with the defensive presence of the players? Oh, yes. And, girl, you just gave us a full WNBA preview, Oh, Lisa. did I? I love it. Well, yeah, you know, I love it. You know, you I got called to, to, to work with you um, 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 to do the WNBA for TNT, but I, my, our yeah. schedule is a conflict. I won't be able to make it. Oh, yeah. I wanted us to have some fun in studio. Well, next time, hopefully, we'll I'll look back at it and see if I can yeah, make yeah. it work. Please do. Make it work, Lisa. So before I let you go, um, what is next? I mean, you've been on Celebrity Apprentice. We loved you on the TNT Players Only broadcast, bringing a lot of spice to that. Great experience. Um, What's next for you, Lisa? I need a break. (laughs) (laughs) I actually have been working nonstop since I think right after Christmas, January. So this is usually the time of year where I, you know, I do a lot of different jobs. I'm also... Uh, the spokesperson for Larissa's Kitchen. So yesterday I just did like a 30, a 30 interview media tour, you know, for Larissa's Kitchen, which is a really healthy oh, wow. snack. So I, I love, you know, I love being a part of that brand. And I actually got connected with that brand through the Celebrity Apprentice and they, they signed a deal with me. So I'm really happy to represent them because their brand is really about working moms and just women and, and kids and snacks and making sure you're making healthy choices. So they have some really good uh, jerky, beef jerky that's healthy, that's good for you. So I've been working with them. And so, you know, everything's been going great. I'm, I'm excited about the opportunities to um, continue to be a role model and uh, a spokesperson as well. And how do you balance? You mentioned, you know, the, your kids. You have two beautiful children, boy and girl. Um, how do you balance being a mom? Just if there was a piece of advice that has worked for you that you could pass on, because that's real, you yeah. know, like you have, you, yes, we love the business side and career side of what we do, but then, you know, there are expectations at home as well. How do you balance that? You know, LaChina, I really take my values from basketball, being organized and super disciplined, and I apply that to how I work with my children. So a typical day I'm up at 6 a.m. and get my kids up, you know, clothes are already ironed for the week and and set up. And and I'm thankful that they wear uniforms. So that helps. But, um, you know, I make breakfast and dinner at the same time, which is really helpful because uh, that helps me to cut out on time. And meal prepping is really key. Then after I, you know, drop them off to the bus, I go to work out and which is so funny because now I'm on the women's tennis team. So I play tennis a lot. Uh, but nice. I get a chance to get into tennis practice for about an hour and a half. Then I'm back cleaned up in the office. And I'm in the office for about three to four hours a day where I'm doing emails and conference calls or handling business, you know, as normal. And then here come the kids again. By the time they get home, I'm already, you know, lunch is ready. And now my kids are student athletes. So my daughter plays tennis and she wants to play professionally one day. My son plays basketball and baseball and soccer. And so, yeah, I'm a soccer mom. I'm running my kids around to sports and back home for dinner and get them into bed. And then I have a choice, you know, my kids go to bed about seven forty-five, 
And at 8 o'clock after I clean up the kitchen, I either can choose to go back in the office and get more work done from like 9 to 11 or I can, you know, binge watch or hang out, binge watch a show or hang out with my husband. And so sometimes, you know, it's different sacrifices. Like I said, I'm getting ready to go back to real estate school. And so for that, now my schedule will change. When I put my kids to bed from 9 to 11, I got to read. You don't have reading. I have to read a really Mm. big book, 500-page book (laughs) that I have to get done. And not only just read it, but I have to comprehend and take notes. And so that's a typical day. But, you know, I would just say to to all the working moms out there, it's no nobody's a superwoman. Some days it just don't work out. You know, it's just to leave and forget the tennis rack and I'm like oh I gotta go back home or I didn't have time to cook and I didn't get dinner ready so now we gotta pick up something you know that's not as healthy as what I could have cooked and so you have to be forgiving to yourself and it's just it's no one way to make it all work but you have to do the best that you can and I give my kids you know full day of me and I tell them as soon as it's time for them to go to bed I am off work go to bed go read go to your (laughs) room after they've cleaned up and eaten, I'm like, go read. Mom, we're not sleeping. Go read because they can't watch television during the week. Go read a book. Settle, you know, to to calm your brain down. You don't need to be so stimulated yep. from television. You got one hour from 7 o'clock. They're done eating and showered and homework's done. So between 7 and 8, don't go. You're not about to go get overstimulated by some television show. And now you can't fall asleep until 9. No. Right. Get a book. Let's, we can read. You know, both my kids are readers, so I'm like, they love to read. My daughter, I have to make her turn the light out because she reads books. Like, she's reading chapter books. I'm like, Lauren, that's enough. Right. You know, but I'm like, go read and calm down. So having kids, you know, it's a wonderful thing with China. It's a, I would say, wait. <laughs> that's my first advice. Wait. There's no rush because yeah. it's truly not a 50-50 thing. You know, a mom is a mom and... That's why we're so revered, and I think in society, because these kids know what we do and sacrifice to to help them. I have a wonderful husband who's amazingly supportive and loving, and you know, a provider, and I'm thankful for that. And so, you know, I make it work. And then some days it's just like, you know what? I didn't get it all done today. <laughs> that's and that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Well, Lisa, thank you so much. I mean, I, I just I love talking to you. I said I was going to be 15 minutes, and Lisa Stokes is probably going to kill me. Shout out to Lisa for hooking this up, and Teresa also for Tariq also for being involved. But you're so educated, you're so charismatic, so beautiful. You're business savvy. You're everything that every young girl wants to be. And thank you for not only sharing this time, but sharing your journey and helping to make all of us better. We thank we you. appreciate. Thank you, LaChina. Give me a hug, girl. I appreciate it. Yes, give me a hug. (laughs) All right, sweetie. Well, take care and thank you for stopping by. Thank you for listening to Around the Rim. Check out more podcasts from ESPN on the ESPN app.